Do you want a really easy way to get a hold of us? All you've got to do is go to infendo.com and you can see everything we're up to and get links to everywhere to find us. We put the donkey in Donkey Kong. Okay. That's the manner in which we roll. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us for tonight's show. We appreciate you if you're watching us live on Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, I said Twitch and YouTube. We're rebels. Um, We did it. Um, It's episode 562. My name is Eugene. You can find me at Infendo Eugene on Twitter. Just go to Infendo.com for everything else, though. You can, you know, find our Discord from there. Steve's Discord is there. You can find links to all the fun stuff. Um, Speaking of fun stuff, Lucas, how are you doing tonight? Apparently I'm fun stuff. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm doing good. Uh, my computer had a total meltdown over the weekend, so um, all immediate projects have been put on hold for me, but it's kind of like a forced vacation, so I'm making the best of it. I'm on my parents' old loner computer. I've been working from it. I've been recording from it. I'm doing this episode from it, so God willing, we will have no errors, but so far, so good. Fair. I'll take it. Um, okay, Justin, how are you doing tonight? And be- actually, you know what? I need back the truck up, Lucas. I need you to tell the people where they can find you and all the fun stuff you're doing. Oh well, fantastic. Well, I have a YouTube channel that I'm really trying to get off the ground right now. That is YouTube.com/c/lukaspeace. You can go there, give me a subscription, check out my videos. I'm uploading once a week. I have a new little video coming out tomorrow. I couldn't do a full-length one like I usually do because I don't really have a computer that can handle major editing, so you get a little 30-second skit instead. Um, I also have a website that may or may not be completely shut down at the moment, uh, chromaticue.com. I usually keep that as my phone's, like, you know, uh, homepage, but I was getting a 404 error over the weekend, and I haven't really looked into it. So I don't know if that was a temporary thing or not, but I'm going to have to look at that again. But go check that out if it's up and running. <laughs> um, it's a, my a fun f- dinosaur if it's a 404. My Twitter collects all of this stuff and amalgamizes it with comments about, like, how horrible things are in the world right now and why certain foods taste better than others and stuff. So you can go check that out. That is at Chromatic U, and that will have links to my videos and stuff about my game when I'm finally working on that again and everything in between. So go check that out. I will also say, since Steve is not here tonight, he is here um, in spirit but not on the show, (laughs) Um, that I do a podcast with him. God, I'm doing a lot of stuff. Um, I do a <laughs> podcast with him called Hyper Voice. We have been trying to get another episode out. We had an episode recorded, and then my computer died, and my half of the audio is gone, so we're going to have to re-record that at some point, and Steve's been working like 17... 17- we did record the Zoom call, but it goes to my computer. So oh, no. It's just gone. <laughs> and Steve is working 17 hours tonight, so it's very hard to find him and get him on another call. So that show will be back if any of you listen to that at some point. But it's a mess. <laughs> That's Fair. my life. Justin, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> Oh no. Um, you can find me at Infendo Justin on that's on Twitter, obviously. Um, got something big coming up on 
Besides that, it's the same old, same old for me. So, um, yeah, working out a lot of stuff with little to no result. <laughs> well, that's how it goes sometimes. Got to grind and grind until you make it, my friend. Um, okay, cool. Well, since we got the... In we want to provide content for a Disney World-themed website, you know, hit me up on Twitter at Utilidork. So since we got the intros out of the way, let's go ahead and thank the people that brought the show to you tonight. We do have four producers that we would like to thank. So Infendo would like to thank Minus64 and Slacker Monkey. Thank you so much. And our two executive producers, DJ and the Brianosaurus. We appreciate your patronage very kindly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Despite the fact that um, you kindly. away from the live screen. Yeah, right. So cool, cool. So we're going to take a little break. We'll be back on the other side with some news and change the system. So stay tuned. I love producing stuff, but I'm really lazy. The easiest way to produce something really cool that you get your name on is to head over to patreon.com slash radio and give us $10 a month. We'll even say your name once a week instead of once a month. Hello, hello, we're back. It's time for Change the System. Um, thank you, Steve, so kindly for introducing us to the segment. We appreciate you. Um, we're going to start talking about some uh, news that happened in the last week over in this Change the System segment. More precisely, um, I'm going to start talking about some <laughs> news. Yes. This is true. So, um, Frankenstein Lucas, please take it away. Indeed. Um, yeah, so no, uh, there's kind of some stuff going on lately. I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but um, ever since the, the Mario 3D announcement that we talked about last week, um, the, the way the eShop has operated has changed a little bit, and and my opinion, kind of for the better. So I kind of wanted to go over a couple of those things, because they're small, but they're noticeable. At least I noticed them right off the bat. Um, so the first thing you probably noticed when you bought Mario 3D All-Stars is that it doesn't charge you right away anymore. It kind of puts you down on a pre-reservation list, and then a week before the game comes out, you get charged for the game, and it starts to download and everything. Which I actually kind of like, because one of my biggest gripes with downloading the, all these games is that I'll go to download something, and it'll be sitting on my home screen for like six months, right? right? While I'm sure. waiting for it. So it's, it's kind of nice not having that, um, you know, jump in and, and kind of antagonize me every day of my life waiting desperately for this game to come out. Um, the other thing that I thought was really cool, and I know that the developers will find a way to work around it and cheat the system, but um, there have been a lot of complaints since the very beginning about how um, people put their games on sale to try to boost sales and boost visibility mm -hmm. on the eShop. And, you know, we've seen that, right? There have been like 800 games on sale in the eShop for the last few years. Um, so now Nintendo has a system set up where you can visibly see how many days are left in a sale before the game goes off sale. And it seems like they're doing a better job of kind of pushing people to, you know, limit their sales to a couple of weeks. None of the sales I've seen go beyond like 14 days. So maybe a couple were in like the 20s, but I never saw any for more than a month. So um, yeah, it seems like they're kind of working a little bit on the eShop. 
Um, I'm still desperate for folders on my Switch. I was going yes, in the other day. Please. I, I was trying to find Pokemon Home. It had gotten buried in like my, <laughs> my list of games and stuff. And I must have, between like games and little like $5 games and stuff, I must have like 50 or 60 games on this thing by now. You know, the Switch has been out for a few years. Uh, I, you know what? I, it's funny you say that, man, because I was i busted out the 3ds the other day because i was letting my kiddo play face raiders because i thought mm -hmm. he thought that oh, would be I funny love face raiders right <laughs> so um and i was like oh man i have this all organized i have like my nes folder i've got like my yeah. e you know like it's why i have Nintendo a folder just for etrian odyssey games like that's so <laughs> sure. nice you know i would love something like that but yeah, it's such a mess trying to find games, and you know, I end up deleting games that I know I'm not gonna play for a while. Like sometimes, yeah. like if I'll if I'll buy like Resident Evil on sale if it's like five dollars, you know, and I know I'm not gonna touch it for like six months until Halloween, I'll buy it and then just delete it so it's not cluttering up my menu, you know, like right, yeah. But I'm kind of back to the main point. I am happy with some of these changes, right? I mean, I don't think there's any negatives to be gleaned from this. It's just like, hey, we're trying to clean things up a little bit. We know there's a problem with this. And, you know, this is a potential solution to fix it kind of thing. So I'm kind of excited. I hope that it means less spam from all these people who put their games on sale for like 20 bucks and then immediately sell it for like two or three dollars, you know? Yeah, I I did notice that as well. Well, I didn't notice it, but I somebody I was listening to on a podcast did, and then I was like, oh, well, okay, let's go check it out. So I, of course, what you, what do you do? You go to the lowest value first, lowest to highest, and you see all the stuff that's at ninety nine cents or whatever, less than ninety nine cents even. They have like countdowns now. It's like that's kind of cool. Like some of them I I noticed were for like a month, but like at least there's a countdown on them, you know. So and. You know, ideally, I don't know if this is how it works or not, but ideally, once your sale countdown is gone, you won't be able to have another sale for like 14 days, right? That I would, would be hope. Nice. Yeah. So, I guess we'll see, but you know, baby steps at least. At least it's a step in the right direction, you know. So. Right. Yeah, definitely. So. Well, that was that was kind of my whole talking point. I just kind of wanted to bring that up cuz, you know, I'm always in the e-shop, so I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, I then, um, I guess we'll take it away from here and move on to the next bit of news. It looks like, and this kind of came late right after we went live sort of last week. So of course, that's kind of how it always happens. But there was a Bloomberg report um, saying that according to Nintendo, they are reaching out to developers in private and asking them to make their games 4K ready, which is, you know, suggests that there's some kind of resolution upgrade, right? And that can only mean another Switch console because the, currently the Switch is not... Mm. Um, 4K capable. So we've talked about these rumors. We've danced around them for like, gosh, it feels like months and months and months now, if not over the past year. But this is starting to feel more real to me. Well, you know, I feel like the rest of the gaming world, right, is um, is bracing for all these new systems, right? Like this is this is the moment for them. But we had this moment about three or four years ago, and we haven't had it again since. Where you know the PS5 is on the horizon. The what is it? The Xbox Series X is that what the new one is called? And Series S. I hate how they name their series. <laughs> um, you know but, but, they missed a golden opportunity up for the 20th anniversary of Xbox to call it the Xbox Double X. 
And then they can have a just for grown-ups version called the X. And <laughs> we're moving on. But um, but yeah, no, it's um, we're we're again as as Nintendo primary gamers, right? Which I think we all are. None of us really bounce to the other systems that reliably. We might own other systems. Um, we're we're in that unusual situation where the rest of the world is moving on to the next thing, and we're kind of right. still halfway through our system's life cycle, right? And then you know we'll probably get new systems when the PS5 is a few years old, and you know that kind of thing. But yeah, it would be right. interesting to have like a, a Switch Pro or something like that come out on the horizon. Um, I really like my Switch. Um, I guess I'm kind of starting to get ready for an upgrade. I still want it to be a Switch because I really, really like the Switch. But um, but yeah, I, I could use something new. My my Switch is um, it's it's breaking in a lot of places. Like it's it's all cracked, oh, so the back pops off. Oh boy! Like, like you're not even kidding. Look at oh this. yeah, no. Like like watch the live stream, guys, if you want to see this. Like it's um, I mean it works perfectly fine. But it's 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 cracked in places. I've dropped it a lot. I'm a child, uh-huh. so I do childish <laughs> things with my systems. Um, the Joy-Con just kind of pop out without me having to push the buttons down. So every that now and then I'll me. be playing. Yeah, I'll be playing with Steve, and all of a sudden I won't be able that, to move, and like, it's because the Joy-Cons pop. <laughs> yeah. So so everything's a little rusty on the Switch. I'm kind of in that territory where like I could convince myself to buy a new one just for the sake of having one that's like nice and pretty and stuff but i wouldn't do that unless there was like an upgraded version out there because yeah i'm i'm steadfast and i hold to my systems when they're busted until i can get a good replacement so that's kind of me too i still have a drawer full and i'm not joking a drawer oh, full yeah. of old 3ds's and d and uh oh. ds's and stuff you know so it's i like... used i used my 3ds with the broken r button and the broken b button for like a year and a half until i finally cracked down last year and i bought a cheap 2ds off amazon like yeah sure no i get it so yeah um cool well I, that's really it as far as the news from that um report so justin i know you had something that you wanted to bring up news why so why don't you hit it? Yeah, it's not really news so much yeah, as... Yeah, it belongs uh, in this segment, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I guess we'll call it op-ed. Um, yeah. Basically, all right, so there's been a lot of kind of controversy over the price of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Maybe not a lot, but I've been seeing the meme go around, like, Twitter a, and Facebook. It's a video game that's coming out, so of course there's going to be... Well, exactly. Um, and the comparison that, that is often made is... Either the Spyro Trilogy or the Crash Trilogy, you know, they released for, you know, completely remastered with new graphics and and, and sound for $40. And, um, you know, these three Mario games are being re-released um, with almost, like, no graphical enhancements or minimal graphical enhancements for $60. And, um, I mean, I have an opinion on that. I'm just wondering, what what are y'all's take on, on eh, this? Doesn't bother me. Three games for, for 60 bucks to me is honestly, like, I, I mean, I expect to pay. If Nintendo released an, a virtual console, what do you think GameCube games would be priced at? Like, 20 bucks a probably, pop, Probably 15 bucks, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's 20 bucks per game, you know, which actually makes sense to me. Um, I... I 
I admit that I have kind of a laissez-faire attitude when it comes to this stuff, so I'm probably not the best judge of this, because I'm, I'm the same guy that argued with you about, um, you know, Link's Awakening, right? Like, to me, that's a $60 game, you know, and I think you were in more of the camp that it should have been a 40 or a 20 or something. But, um, definitely, not, definitely not 20, but yeah, like 40 or 50 cheaper, probably would have but, been... Yeah, I I um I have no problem with this being a sixty dollar game. We're getting Mario sixty four, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy, all games we've had before, but we're getting them on this system that I absolutely love. Um, we've never had a port of Mario Sunshine ever. I was I was realizing right. this with Steve last night when we were on a call. We've never had a port of that game, and Mario Galaxy mm -hmm. we've had it on the the Wii U technically, but you know these are these are games that are kind of hard. And to the to Nvidia get. Shield. In China, and Nvidia Shield, yes. So, uh, in China. so, so, yeah. No, like I'm, I'm really excited for this, and I fully understand. Like I, this is me drinking the Nintendo Kool Aid, <laughs> but I feel like I have um, protested the stuff that I do think Nintendo has done wrong enough that I am a, you know, a fairly unbiased opinion when it comes to this stuff. Like I've, I've been pretty harsh on this show to a lot of things that a lot of people really liked. So I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I should get a pass on this one. Like, I think it's fine at 60 bucks, and you should too. <laughs> All right, so so here's my take, because I wanted to see how you guys felt about this before I voiced my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so let's, let's do a little breakdown here of the comparisons. Spyro 1, 2, and 3... ...1 games. They were all presumably built on the same game engine, all released yeah. within a you know within a year yeah. or two of each other. Um, same with the Crash trilogy. Yeah, you're looking so to convert one of those or all of them takes roughly the same amount of effort. That's and the consensus, yeah. I don't know. And, I don't know how true that is, but that sounds right. <laughs> well, well, right, and. And so let's let's take that into account. Um, also, they were built in, they were rebuilt in, I think Unity or something like that. So they're right. using middleware to to re to redo these games. Nintendo doesn't do that. Also, like like again, like these games are all built on the same game engine. I'm going to ugh, my dog is sorry. <laughs> um, you know. Like, Nintendo doesn't typically reuse game engines, and it's certainly over the course of multiple generations. Like, you're not looking at a Mario 64, Mario 64 2, Mario 64 3 situation. You're looking right. at, here is a Mario game, a groundbreaking Mario game built from the ground up, followed by another Mario game built from the ground up for another completely different architecture. I can, I can another... only think of two yeah. instances where they reuse the game engine, really, right? Like, there's you got your Majora's Galaxy Mask, 2. and now you have your yeah. Breath of the Wild. Oh, I, okay, Galaxy 2. Oh. And then now you yeah. have Breath of the Wild coming up. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. like, this is a completely different situation where to remaster these three games, it wouldn't just be a matter of, all right, take everything we did for game one and apply it to games two and three. Like, they would have had to completely build three games from the ground up using completely different game engines, completely different assets. Um, and, you know, it's just not, I don't think it's a fair comparison. And as far as, like, yeah, Nintendo could have released these for $40, even, even you know, because it's more or less a drag and drop, um, you know, emulation. Like, I get that, and I'm not, like, if, yeah, <laughs> if, I mean, if you, if you 
think that these games are not worth $60 and it's your prerogative and you know by all means you know don't buy them or you know if you're one of those people oh I can emulate them for free well then your opinion doesn't matter then go matter do it yeah you but gonna, you can't yeah, do you that on gonna Switch, buy them anyway. you know but um uh like there I used to say I used to as I've mentioned many times before I used to work in Disney World and one of my jobs was working you know like the the food carts that are out in the street and people used to come up to me and say, you know, like a bottle of water. All right, that would be $3. $3 for a bottle of water? That's ridiculous. And I'd point over to right across the street from my stand and say, well, there's a drinking fountain right over there. That water is free. You can you can, you can, can, have right. that. Oh, no. I'll, I'll, I'll take the bottled water. And I would say to them what I'm going to say to, to people right now. If you're if people are willing to pay the price, Nintendo slash Disney slash Apple slash anybody is going to charge you that. And well, let's face it, we are the people who are going to say mm -hmm. sixty bucks for three Mario games. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm gonna dump that money on it. And Nintendo knows that. And Nintendo's gonna charge that, and people are gonna buy that, and you know, that's just the way capitalism works. <laughs> well, that's the same argument that I used when we were talking about um, The Legend of Zelda, right? When that game came out. Um, it's worth $60 because it's worth $60. Nintendo says it's worth $60. That's what they said. Yeah, and they, sure. can, and they right. can sell it for that. If and I could have chosen not to buy it for yeah, $60, if, but if I wanted they, it for if they $60 as much. <laughs> if they couldn't sell it for $60, if they couldn't sell this for $60... It wouldn't be worth sixty dollars, but it's worth sixty dollars because they—it's going to work, right? right. I mean, Nintendo, I mean, Nintendo I mean, doesn't do at... this. Nintendo doesn't do this stuff on a whim. They know what they can charge for this stuff, and they know they're going to make money off of it. They're and making if... it a limited run. It's going to be rare. People are going to want it before it goes away, and they're going to make bank on this. So it's worth sixty dollars because. They they get to set the price. They they have that much power in this situation. And I mean, is is it ideal? No. I mean, we all want to pay less for our things, and we do. You know, and, and you know, I say this as an Apple user: you pay a premium for your brand dependence. We are Nintendo fans. We love Mario. We're going to pay this money for Mario, but that's because, you know. We we will we love it that much, and you know, our, you could argue these these subjective qualities of Mario 3D platformers versus Crash 3D platformers or Spyro 3D platformers, and that's all you know personal taste. Um, you know, and like as far as the Spyro trilogy, I waited until that was twenty dollars before I bought that, and I barely played it. Sure, um, I didn't and you'll never see the, the you'll never see the Mario trilogy. That's go what to, I was just gonna right. say. Yeah. You know, you know, this game will not go down in price. Yeah. in yeah. part because they're going to stop printing it. Yeah, they March, basically right? told you so already, so, right? So what's going so what's if going anything, to happen they'll is release the three it's games going to go up for, in price when yeah. people start scalping it on Amazon in in May and June. You know, like which is yeah. why I'm getting it digitally. Well, that's the thing if, if you get this game physically and you keep it in the wrapping it is going to be a collector's item actually, and someday you will be able to sell it for a hundred dollars i actually did that with super know? mario all-stars when the the first book and the cd and all that i have oh, wow. an unopened copy of that somewhere um are you I talking about the wii version all-stars yeah okay, the 25th yeah. anniversary 10 years ago yeah i uh i purchased two of those one to 
you know, one to keep. And, you know, I could probably, you know, flip that on eBay pretty easily at this point. But, um, in fact, I'm thinking about doing the same thing with, with Mario All-Stars, Mario 3D All-Stars, not to resell it, but to have one for, you know, sealed for posterity. But, yeah, I mean, like, like you can really tell, like, the people who make these comparisons, and I don't want to use Nintendo haters or, you know, the Sony, Microsoft fanboys, because, let's face it, we're Nintendo fanboys. You, we, we, you know, we, we shouldn't throw rocks in our glass house. But, um, you know, at the same time, like, like Nintendo does this because they it works they're a and because powerful there is monopoly a... and they can get away with it there's well, there's three yeah. big game design companies out there right now that are selling their systems right. nintendo's one of them they happen to be you know along with i would say sony one of the two that makes a bunch of games and sells them on their platform it's all right. it's all part of you know the game and it's right. kind of like going back to your example i will never own an apple product i have one um ipad that i got as a gift that i use for GarageBand. But I, I will never buy, like, an Apple laptop because it's way too expensive for me. Right. Like, I've used Apple products before. Right. I don't see the appeal over just using a PC, you know, something cheap that I can get away with, use it for what I need, and be done with it. But for people that want an Apple product, they're, you know, $1,000. If you want to get an iPhone instead of my cheap LG K50, you know, I probably paid about 150 bucks for this. It's about eight or 900 for an iPhone, you know? Different people have different tastes. And right. if that's your thing, if, if Mario is your thing, you're, you're never going to get a Mario game on sale unless yeah, it's like five years see. later kind of thing, you know? Like, you're, you're never going to get that, like, Crash Bandicoot experience with a Mario game. That doesn't right. make Mario the better series, but Nintendo has the bark. They have all the chips, right? Right, I don't, I don't think mm. other, mm-hmm. like, other franchises have that sort of clout, have that sort of brand record. They don't. Mar- Mario's no. been around since, you know, 81 in Donkey Kong. Um, Spyro's been around since what ninety four, yeah. you know, crazy. Sure, like, like, like you're looking at almost an entire generation's worth of children um, separated between these things. So, like, there's so many more like 30, 40 year olds who will get this Mario set, um, who are who couldn't care less about Spyro or, or Crash. And again, like, I'm gonna throw this back to my original argument and. I, I'm glad we're all in agreement on this, but my, my original argument being that the Crash Trilogy, the Spyro Trilogy are remakes created in middleware, sharing assets between all three games that were released at a budget price because it was kind of a budget compilation. Um, whereas, you know, like the Mario games, yeah, they're, they're basically emulated as far as, you know, we can, we can tell, but those games were were lovingly handcrafted bit by bit um you know over the course of several years you know of of research and development and i think they deserve to kind of be put on that pedestal i would argue a little bit with you on that because i played the crash games for the first time about a month ago and i they were very well made and lovingly made and lovingly remastered you know and i think in in all honesty probably deserving of being a $60 release, but they knew they would get less sales from it. Whereas with Nintendo, you know, again, they know that they can charge full price for this game and sell it, you know, and that's that's and really all there is to it. With the it's Crash the Trilogy... Crash games are worse than the Mario games. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying... I, I don't I think, think the... I don't, oh, go ahead. I think the effort to... I don't, 
Well, maybe there was more effort because of the fact that they rebuilt it, but at the same time, again, middleware, shared assets, you're kind of, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you Yeah, should... I have I have two points here to make about that. So, like, I mean, number one, you, like, Luke has basically said it, right? Nintendo has all the chips. Ninten- imagine, this is why, like, Mickey Mouse is a premium, right? Like, anything Disney is gonna, you're gonna pay a premium for mm-hmm. it, right? Whereas you can... That's why they can afford to lock their movies behind a vault for 20 years and then sell mm-hmm. them at a premium when they come out, because... You'll yeah. never well, find so a Disney movie in the and, $5 you know, bin at um, Walmart. You just never will, but you'll find, right. like... Like, you know, everything Nickelodeon or everything else in there. Yeah, you'll find Shrek in there, you know, but never Mickey Mouse. And there's a reason for that, you know, like for better or worse. That's just kind of well, and to how be it fair, works. like Nintendo, Nintendo kind of knows their duds. Um, uh, what was the codename Steam? Codename Steam just completely misfired. Went from yep. a $40 game mm-hmm. to a $5 mm-hmm. game in a matter of yep. a year. Um, the, hey, Pikmin, same thing, you know? It just kind of crashed right. and burned. Like, Nintendo isn't infallible. They certainly make their, their share of kind of cheap cash and dud games. But, you know, like, they know it and they'll be like, all right, oh, well, yeah. this this was a failure. Let's just kind of push this out the door and, sure. and well, you know, move on to I, the I, next big thing. But the next I, big thing will be huge. So, And I don't think any of us are arguing that Nintendo are these gods of game design who no, make no. all the right decisions. You know, we've all, I, we've all had our again, moments where we felt name Steam. Hey, this, game, this game isn't as good as it could have been or this game let me down kind of thing. What we're arguing is, you know, Nintendo owns this share of the market. They know what they can get away with and they do it, you know, and as long as they're as beloved or as treasured or as iconic as they are, and let's face it, they still very much are, especially with the boom that's been the Switch these last few years, they can right. afford to sell their trilogy for 60 bucks. That's just how it goes, you know? If, um, you know, if, if the, the group, what was it, Naughty Dog that originally built Crash Bandicoot? Like, yes. if they had, um, if they had come out with a system and they had developed, you know, years and years of hardware and, you know, they hadn't made, like, 12 Crash Bandicoot games that were frankly utter garbage after that, you know? If they I think they well, only did the first, like, one or two, but, yes. And then they passed it along to, yeah, the other. And the same yeah. thing with Spyro. And that's but the that's, other thing. Like, how many it, Spyro you know? games have there been? How many Crash games have there been total right. compared mm-hmm. to how many Mario games total, like 3D Mario games? Yeah, well, and again, yeah. how many of them that have yeah. been of quality, right? Like, like name a bad 3D Mario game objectively. Like, you can right. name one, you know, Eugene might not like um, Odyssey that much, right? Mm-hmm. But that's that's a subjective opinion. It's and not and an I think I said that when I game. when I said that I didn't like it, right? I, it's yeah. like, I know I that this is a good game. You know, I just uh-huh. don't particularly enjoy it right now or I don't whatever like, yeah i i don't i don't like breath of the wild it's not mm-hmm. an objectively bad game i just don't like it for what it is you know that's that's where we are yeah it's i mean nintendo nintendo hits like you know nine out of tens without even trying it seems like so yeah i think we've we've beat this topic dead but well, one, um, one more but, point i'd like yeah. to make though because uh, mm-hmm. out of my two points so the second point um, back you were saying something Lucas about um, Crash being a $60 game you think it deserves to be a $60 game all that I think it could I, be a $60 game the, I think that the reason why they and Justin said this himself I think the reason why they didn't make it a $60 game do you think you would have purchased it at $60 whereas I you don't. gave it a shot Ex- because it was exactly yeah. well that's what I'm that's what I'm saying Same that's kind of what I'm 
that's kind of what I was trying to get across, right? Even though quality-wise it's a $60 game, it didn't have that clout, it didn't have that name recognition. It would have been a hard sell for me to buy it for sixty dollars. I have never played a Spyro game. I always wanted to try one. Never really committed to to actually playing one, and I wasn't even willing to pay forty dollars for well, this beautiful I'll, collection of the three best games in the series. I waited until it was twenty, and I've you know. I'll let you know how the trilogy is because I own it and have yet to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've played a couple of hours of it. It's enjoyable, but, you know, it's not Mario. Yeah. Sure. So, okay. Well, like Lucas said, this horse is dead. Um, <laughs> do we have some games we want Great to talk debate, about? Great guys. Yeah. Do you, do you guys have some games that we want to talk about that we've been playing? Because um, I know that the games that I've been playing are the same old, same old. But, man, well, Pokemon Go, man. Thing. I've been playing the same games that you've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let me check my Switch. Well, well, we, I, I, Lucas and my wife have formed a Pokemon so Go pact. And we formed um, an alliance against Eugene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously, though. A shiny catching alliance because you guys keep getting them and I don't. Um, but no, it's uh, Pokemon Go is really cool. Even though you have to pay to play with your friends distant in a distance, I think it's kind of worth it. Like it's so fun to play in a raid with you, even if it's just for like what, like five minutes oh, or dude. whatever. When I get when I get the invite, it's like oh awesome, I get to you know that kind of thing. Like it's a it's a yeah. blast. And yeah, no, I've been doing a lot of Pokemon Go lately, right? Um, I'm, I'm having a great time. Like, I'm catching all these shinies, I'm putting them into the main game, I'm battling people, I finally got my Shadow Gardevoir up enough that I can give her a special attack, so now she's got a, an attack other than frustration. Like, it's just, it's a fun game, and it's so much more fun now that I can actually play it kind of how it right. was intended because of all the COVID updates, right? Like, right. A, a year ago, I couldn't get much out of this game. I'd have to go drive around and hit up all these Pokestops, and it was a huge ordeal. Now I can just kind of boot it up during work and sit there while I'm working and click a button and, you know, catch all these Pokemon. Like, yeah. It's, it's fun. It's fun. Now. Yeah, like, legit Niantic and Pokemon Go in general have a lot to um, thank COVID for, for. If that sounds weird, right? But, like, seriously, though, like, the game has gotten a lot better because of um, COVID, um, just because they've had to adapt and for the better i think um, oh, and what a what a you know not to not to have the the marketing part of me come out here but what an amazing company niantic is that they could turn what should have been such a hit from like you know covid19 on a game mm -hmm. that's all about going outside and connecting with people and making that into like a renaissance a resurgence that's gotten people like me who hadn't played definitely years back into playing their game like and their revenue is up you know do. like yeah. they're actually making money because of the good changes they've been making like yeah. yeah good on them it's impressive yeah so uh pokemon go still a thing i've been playing that um i have been playing a bit a bit a bit not as much as i would like but a bit of ring fit adventure you can tell because of my gut um but that game is oh, I fun you say, i thought you were gonna say your abs <laughs> well um my abs are non-existent I because i haven't been playing it enough i've um, had that game since january and i haven't even 
booted it up once and it shows. <laughs> it's fun though. It really is. Like it's a cool workout game. It's, I it's fun, but I feel like I need to get a little more in shape before I can really enjoy it cuz I only get like 3 or 4 minutes into it and I'm like <sighs> you know, like sure. I'm, I'm I'm almost like too far gone to really enjoy it. So like, I would I, need to get better I would highly <laughs> recommend lowering your the the settings if you haven't already cuz you can lower like okay. the the workout level or whatever cuz I did that actually myself. I I set myself I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm kind of fit." So I set myself up to like high or whatever. There's like five different levels. So I set yeah. myself up to like the um high or whatever it was and I was like nah nah I it's taking me like 30 minutes to beat this like one bad guy or whatever you yeah. know so I had to tone it okay. down and I I'm having a much more enjoyable experience because of it cool um but yeah the ring fits fun I've been playing that still been playing cranking away little by little at Final Fantasy not as much as I would like but um that is still, um, you know, a thing. One new game I have been playing, and literally only an hour's worth, is what is it called? Spellbound or Spellbreak or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah, Spell yeah. Spellbreak. I downloaded the, the, it. I have not played it yet. The PUBG it, clone. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's like wanna, PUBG I by I Harry wanna, Potter. I want to play it. Like it looks really cool. I haven't downloaded. I haven't tried it yet. Because honestly, I hate to say this. Um, on, competitive online gaming kind of scares me a little bit. It always has. I get. Yeah. Like the only I reason, feel that. The only reason I ever got into it in the first place was because of Mike. And I've been in kind of a, a sour mood lately with the computer breaking and everything. And work's been kind of tough. And I get really hard on myself when I do bad in like a, a competitive game. Like when I play Smash when I'm in a bad mood, I get really, really mad. You know. So I've been sure kind of avoiding on. the the competition. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I The one game that I can play that's a um, competitive game that I won't get mad at is Overwatch because they don't really like, okay, cool, you lost, but like they kind of show you, oh, look, look, you did this, and hey, look, but you that did is, that. That was so, how yeah. I felt about um, that the Overwatch clone that we I was going to say Paladins, yeah. the exact same thing. Paladins had the same vibe. Even when you were losing. Cause, it was, you know, it yeah. was kind of a calm, chill experience. Yeah. Really, the only reason I kind of stopped playing Paladins is because the main person I played it with, Phantom, has been kind of dark, so I haven't really been able to, you know. Yeah. Sure. I play with people very often, so as much as I'd love to try Spellbreak, I'll probably end up never playing it because I never play at the same time as anybody else. Eh, might as well download it though, right? It's not going to hurt anything. Just have it uh, no, unless you're run, you're low on cons, uh, hard drive space or I guess flash drive space, as it were. But but that's really it. Um, that's all I've been playing. So I guess I'll pass the torch, as it were, to someone else who wants to tell us what they've been playing. I mean, I've dominated the segment, and I don't have anything new really to, to discuss, so I will just say that I've oddly been on a Ubisoft kick. Starlink, and I got back into Assassin's Creed Black Flag this week, so that's been the bulk of my playing. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I'm, I'm passing it from there, because there's nothing else exciting to talk about, and my dog Fair. is barking. <laughs> well, what? Um, I have been playing just all of the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Like, this was a game of my childhood. Um, I loved this game. Never beat it. Got very close. I think made it to the final area, the final boss. 
but um, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it's been an experience for me. Um, I've played most of it with Steve. Unfortunately, Eugene, I think maybe I played one round with one you. One round, if, yeah. <laughs> if so far, you're a hard man to get a hold of. But um, but someday, I believe that we will we will play. Again. I believe. I, I believe. I believe. I believe. Um, but but no, it is it is a very fun game, and it has been fun playing it with another person because that has never been an experience I've had really. Um, I'm telling you, you guys, if if you at all are interested, you should go check out Hyper Voice with me and Steve because when we get together to play a game, it is hilarious. Um, I am very loose, very free flowing, very instinctual. You know, mm-hmm. I just kind of like go with the flow and let the game guide me. I don't look things up. I want to be surprised. Steve is incredibly analytical. Is the term that we use. Um, he will, like, we'll get into a dungeon, and he'll be like, okay, we need to go into room D and open chest B, because that's where the item I'm looking for is. And I'm oh, like, boy. Here we go! <laughs> it's time for an adventure! Um, now that we've gotten into what I guess you would call the post-game, we've beaten the final boss, and we're playing, um, there's, they, they, they added harder versions of all the original levels with with harder versions of the bosses mm-hmm. and more enemies and stuff in the post game. Um, so we've kind of been doing all that and we're working on getting strong enough to take on the hardest of the final levels in the post game. Um, right. So we've been collecting all the artifacts that make you stronger, um, all the, the weapons and armor and stuff. So now he's kind of rubbed off on me a little bit, and we've reverted to our Monster Hunter ways, where it's like, you know, okay, I'm all I'm missing is this one relic, and I'll have all my defense relics. Oh, well, you get that by grinding, you know, Damon's Court and beating the boss with a score of 170 or more. So now I'm, like, going into Damon's Court and doing that on <laughs> kind of stuff. But, no, it's a, um, it's a really I- fun time. I ha- I don't usually dig into sorry I don't know what that was I don't usually dig into the um, l- looking at spreadsheets basically trying to find what That's, I'm doing until yeah. I actually beat the game game That's so I did that me. hardcore yeah. for Dark Souls like that was just yeah. what I did so I have a yeah. feeling like if I really get into this game and I feel I feel like I will it's just been a kind of a I slow burn will, for yeah. me you know like I think yeah. once I beat it that's gonna be me yeah I'm sure. Um, well, I like I said, I've had an amazing time. I will play with you anytime. Um, we've played a couple of times with one of our listeners and um, Colt, who uh, oh, awesome! You know, yeah, he, we've been playing a couple of times with him. A Nintendo fan is another one who just recently joined the Discord. Old listener, but just came back. We played around with him um, a while back. But yeah, it's uh, it's just it's it's kind of like Monster Hunter Light for me. It's giving me that vibe, you know. Um, so yeah, really, I mean, the bulk of my time has been Final Fantasy, right? Um, God, I haven't really even been playing that much of anything else. I'm very, very excited for Mario. Um, that comes out this Friday. I plan on diving hard into Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine. Uh-huh. I was never, I was never really a galaxy person, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. So, yeah, that's... Kind of that, I guess. <laughs> I'm definitely excited about Sunshine because, as I said last week, I have not played that game from from the beginning since it came out. So that's yeah. going to be like same, you know, actually. Experience well, again for the first time. Did I you guys I ever get all of the shines in that game? 
I've never gotten all of the anything in any 3D Mario game. <laughs> Well, I think that's what I was going to say. I think I mentioned this on the show, but I have 100%ed Mario 64. I've 100%ed the Galaxy games. I never did it in Sunshine. It was just too hard. And It's hard. You know, I feel like, I feel like the- I'm a more grown-up Lucas now, and I'm ready to challenge <laughs> it again. I think the last time I played this game was probably college, if I had to guess. So, yeah. And now, see, the thing about having a game on Switch is it's so nice. <laughs> Because you can just play it whenever you want, right? Right. It's like when when Jump Force came out on Switch, and I could move from playing it on my laptop, like with everything hooked up, to just playing it whenever I want. It makes such a difference. So being able to play these games on Switch, it's like there's no limit to how much I can play and what I can accomplish, you know? I've been playing Mario 64 like in, in fits and starts on my Wii U. And it's been great and all, but I do most of my gaming, you know, in bed nowadays, you know, put the dog in her crate and go upstairs to bed and I lay there, you know, playing Switch. And so, like, this is just going to be absolutely perfect. I'll have these new slash old games that I can play wherever I am. The Switch is such a good system because it makes every game, every single Literally game that I've played on it better literally better. does yeah right? every every game is just so much better when you can when I, you can choose how you want to play handheld yeah. or, or console yeah. like i'm i'm amazed that with all the new systems coming out they're still kind of tethered to the tv like i figured this would be more of a you know like a wii situation where everybody would kind of bite off of it but i mean this is a great gimmick nintendo's found and i hope they don't give it up next gen because i am i am addicted to being able to play handheld whenever I you want. know what i it would is be a great feeling I would be cool if Nintendo went the um, Apple route with the Switch and just called it, like, made it the iPad platform type, basically, right? The Switch and then you, One, the Switch Two, yep. the Switch Three, the, yeah. And then you're, 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 all the games that you've ever purchased on the Switch digitally would carry over to, you know, the next thing. And then if Nintendo really wants to get in the, um, the like I, I don't know I, I want to say the console game they're already in the console game but if you want if they really want to get in like the high graphics high powered console game then they could release like you know whatever the Super Nintendo <laughs> 2 or whatever you know well and what's funny about about Nintendo is like we know that I mean they had some hard times in the Wii U 3DS days but for the most part for the past like 15 years well I guess a little more than 10 years Where are you going with Nintendo this, has just been banking <laughs> what happened go ahead <laughs> oh I was just saying like N- Nintendo's got the money that they could invest in a high-end system if they really wanted to and even if they lost money on it like who cares the switch is printing money you know in the back room so yeah in a weird way, it's kind of been like both the death and the rebirth of handhelds, right? Because for the longest time, it was like, okay, you need to have a DS or whatever, you know, a Game Boy, a DS, mm-hmm. so you can play some of the games, Pokemon, Fire Pokemon, Game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, Animal Crossing. And you need to have a system so you can play your main series Zeldas and your Marios and your, you know, and they've been get- getting closer and closer to being, you know, the same thing. And with the 3DS, it was really kind of almost like, well, now I almost kind of have like, I have a GameCube that's portable and I have like a, a Wii U that's not, you know? And with the Switch, everything's just kind of come together now. So 
on the one hand, it feels like Nintendo's kind of killed themselves by getting rid of, you know, handheld gaming. On the other hand, my handheld can now play, you know, modern, like, PS4-era games, which is fantastic. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how Nintendo evolves in the next few years, you know, because it's clear that the other sure. companies have their own path they're going down. Um, a path that, frankly, I think is going to be a dead end at some point. I feel like it's kind of been a dead end since the PS3, honestly. Like, I get wanting power, and I get wanting beautiful graphics, but how much farther can we push it, and how exciting is it to have a bigger world, and a bigger world, and a bigger world? You know, how big do our worlds need to be? How beautiful do they need to be? I've always right. been more interested in the console gimmick, right? How... My Wii U can be played off my TV. My Switch is literally a portable system. My Wii has motion control, you know? That's that's always drawn me in. And that might be, you know, there might be gamers out there that say that that's a casual thing, right? And you're, you know, you're not, you're not in that, like, elite group of gamers who's all about, like, playing the newest, hottest title as soon as it comes out. But I've always found Nintendo's approach much more innovative. And frankly, between that and their, you know, their library, that's why I've always stuck with them. And will most likely continue to. If Nintendo just started releasing, you know, HD platforms that rivaled, like, whatever, like, the PS5 was putting out, then it'd be a matter of which libraries do I like best, you know? Right. right. Yeah. And which it, was it, which yeah, is exactly. basically, like, the whatever generation, the GameCube, Game Xbox, <laughs> yeah, PS2. Like, I had all three of those systems just because, you know, so I could have all three of the exclusives, well, but they were all pretty much... Like, even as far as graphical I, yeah. abilities. I think Nintendo lost sure. a lot of gamers, at least from my generation, because we were all growing up around then, during the, the N64 and the GameCube era, right? Because there was really no difference between the systems. It was just I would say which, yes. controller, which controller isn't weird and which games can you play? You know, and I liked my Zelda games and my Mario games, so I stuck mm -hmm. with Nintendo. But I had a lot of friends who switched to PlayStation or switched to Xbox because the controller was better or the graphics were better or the games were better, you know? And, or they yeah. wanted to play their, like, yeah, the, 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 all the multi-platform games that only went there, you know, yeah, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, well, uh, cool. Um, I don't even know what the hell we were talking about. We were talking about the games we've been playing, I think, <laughs> um, and then it led to that. <laughs> but it's a discussion-heavy episode. Made it well, we didn't have that's any, fine. We didn't have any question block questions, which, by the way, ask us some question block questions in our Discord. Mm -hmm. It's not a patron tier; you can ask us whenever. Um, but, but yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of a good way to, I guess, get around that problem. <laughs> Yeah, we're a conversational podcast, so, you know, it's fine. It's a good deal. Um, okay, well, we are going to get out of here, though, because we just about made it to the end. I don't think that... Um, well, before I cut you short, Lucas, you were the one talking about the games you've been playing. You've been playing any other games? No, it's just about everything I've been playing. We had a, we had a good segue okay. going there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't want to. I just didn't want to cut you short in case you had I something in the back burner. Appreciate it. But uh, anyways, let's get out of here, guys. Um, before we do, we just want to remind everybody: it's almost voting time, so make sure that you're registered. There's still time. Not much, but there's still time to do that. I don't know if there's still time to register for a million ballot at this point, so you might have to go vote in person, but. You'll Man, go do it. It's important. I don't, don't like persons. Something bad happens. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm 
gonna mail in my ballot for sure but if you if you have no other choice put on a mask and go, get out in there and go do it i mean i think that it's kind of important especially this year i've got um, a mask and on I've got that one of note, those little key things for for opening and and touching things so i'm i'm good for sure. for for touch i 3d voting. printed myself one of those actually nice um yeah yeah, the other thing I will say on that um, same wavelength, if you are going out, please wear a freaking mask. Like, come on, guys. There's no say, just. I will say, at Lucas. Least, at least the Floridians that um, visit the same stores as me, your Publixes and your Targets. I can't speak for the Walmart crowds, but <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud of my area. People have been very responsible wearing masks. I think I see probably Good. about one my, person every trip I make to a grocery store that isn't wearing a mask. By and large, people seem to have gotten the message, so I'm very thankful for that because, um, yeah, it's it's bad. You know, I think one of my roommate's coworkers supposedly tested positive a couple weeks ago, so we've been on kind of high alert. I haven't been going to my parents mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, like we're kind of waiting to make sure that nothing's happening. You know, so take it seriously, please. It's a serious issue. Everyone knows it's a serious issue, so. Treat it seriously. (laughs) All right. On that note, um, we are going to get out of here. So thank you for everybody watching us on the live stream. We appreciate you on Twitch and YouTube. Thank you for everybody watching it, listening to us on a podcast on your favorite podcast catcher of of choice. We are on Spotify now, by the way. So um, thank you for our two listeners that listened to us on Spotify over the last week. (laughs) Yeah, they very. I don't. You know what it was? I feel very. um, I'm I'm ashamed of myself. There was a verification email that I had to click. Oh geez. That's it. That's all it was. (laughs) So. We made it, though. We're here. So thank you, everybody. We love you, and uh, good night. Do you want a really easy way to get a hold of us? All you've got to do is go to infendo.com, and you can see everything we're up to and get links to everywhere to find us. I've actually found that um, learning how to roll my R's in Spanish really helped me learn how to pronounce the R-L sound in Japanese. It's very similar. That would make you sense. kind of do yep. the same the yep. thing. It's, and it's funny because if you listen, Americans are one of the only accents that pronounces R without tongue. Yeah. So, say there's no good tongue. way to say that Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's level out this audio. Can you hear this? It is called a liquid consonant. I could hear it better before Justin talked and then it got all water. Oh, I need my original audio probably. How about now? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. good. Okay, how about with Steve? Do you want a really easy way to get yeah, a hold of us? Sounds good. All well, you've got to do is go to infendo.com yeah. and you can see everything we're up to and get links to everywhere to find us. Just going to do the whole thing. We <laughs> yeah, that sounds the donkey. good. In Donkey Kong. In Fendo Radio. That's the matter in which we roll. Wow. In Fendo Radio.
is on now. We put the donkey in Donkey Kong. Okay. That is the manner in which we roll. <laughs> show me your moves. <laughs> I'm just going to get like the entire like smash melee soundboard on my things next time.